Welcome to Syracuse University Talks Business, a collaborative podcast about the innovations, challenges, and opportunities in the modern business world and their impact on other industries. This podcast is produced by the Whitman School of Management at Syracuse University. The audio for this podcast was recorded during the Perspectives of Retail in the Wake of COVID-19 webinar held on June 17, 2020. I'm Olivia Conti, and today we talk with Whitman faculty and a corporate partner about how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the supply chain and retail industries. Now, the supply chain can be a bit confusing to understand because as consumers, we don't physically see it. Whether we order a product online or in store, we really only interact with the retailer. So what about all the stops in between? Julie Niederhoff is an associate professor of supply chain management, and she says that every part of the supply chain has been affected by the pandemic. From the supplier side, we know that some products are having trouble getting produced um, because of labor issues or um, other challenges in country. Um, Lack of supplies for certain parts of the supply chain have limited the ability to produce and ship product. Um, At the same time, a lot of our manufacturers are seeing orders getting shut down, canceled, stop mid-production, retailers trying to um, cut their losses on products that are not going to be sold as expected. And so our manufacturers are seeing big upheavals in terms of what they're being asked to do. Depending on how that affects our manufacturers, we might see some of those manufacturers essentially go out of business, which might affect the ability for them to produce products into the next several years as we reconfigure the losses that this particular time period is having for those firms. Um, From the customer side, obviously, most of us have been stuck at home for weeks and weeks, and we've been um, anxiously filling our carts online and and buying what we can. Um, And from the retail side, we want to buy things online. And most of our stores, if they have that product online, first they have to make it available online, but then fulfilling those orders has been a big challenge. So if we don't have the product um, in the fulfillment center, but we have it sitting in a store and these stores are closed, it makes sense to try to ship the product from the store. Um, But that has added an enormous amount of complexity to the order fulfillment side. It has also interestingly added an enormous amount of complexity to our third party logistics providers who instead of going to a single distribution center and picking up a truckload of outgoing orders are now having to go to multiple retail locations and pick up smaller amounts of packages. Um, And so we're seeing not only an increased pressure on our distribution companies like UPS and FedEx and the Postal Service, um, having more demand to deliver, but also having a much more complex network of things to pick up. Um, Adding to that on the distribution side, a very large percentage of our products that are shipped in the United States are shipped as cargo on passenger airlines. And as we know, passenger airlines have severely shut down. Um, and so a lot of our air freight has been affected. So that distribution process of moving products around to fulfill those customer orders has also been severely uh, impacted due to different parts of the coronavirus uh, effect on our economic patterns. We've seen how difficult it's been for suppliers and distributors to fulfill orders, especially when it comes to sanitary and hygiene products. And then, of course, there have been mandated quarantines and social distancing guidelines that prevent consumers from actually going to the store. Retailers get less business, which naturally leads to store closures. However, Professor of Retail Ray Weimer says the predicted numbers aren't actually as bad as they seem. 
Some predictions are saying 25,000 stores are going to be closed this year. That's not a shock. It's just the rapid amount of store closures that are going to happen. So why is that happening? Is it because a change to digital? Well, from the 1980s till about 2010, store openings, so the amount of stores that opened in the United States outpaced population growth uh, four times. So by 2015, every individual person in the United States had 23.5 square feet of retail store space available for them. So we were definitely overstored. Uh, so supply and demand, you have way too many stores, not all of them are going to be successful. So you would naturally see those closing down. But with the lockdown, the, the pandemic, et cetera, we, we've seen a lot of stores closing. So you see Macy's even before this all started was going to close about 100 stores this year. Nordstrom has come out during the pandemic, and especially when we were shut down, saying they're closing stores. Uh, then you've seen accelerated problems because your revenue generation's gone. So J.C. Penney's filed for bankruptcy. J. Cruz filed for bankruptcy. Neiman Marcus has filed for bankruptcy. So that's a continuing trend. Lizanne Kindler is very aware of this trend. She's the CEO of Talbots and a member of the Whitman Advisory Council. Lizanne has had to make very difficult strategic decisions about the way her company operates. We immediately, with 70% of our revenue not coming in, we shut down all of our cash payments and it became about cash flow, which is interesting because in retail, we talk a lot about comp. We talk about our sales um, and our margin and our profit and our revenue, and it actually became all about cash flow model. Cash flow is king. It tells you how much money is available to your company in a specified time period. It's the money flowing in and out of your company without any depreciation, non-cash accounting, etc. Normally, companies want to look at the big picture, the income statement. But the pandemic shifted that focus. Retail companies that are filing for bankruptcy, many of those companies are burdened by a lot of debt. There's a lot of debt in retail. Um, and when you're burdened by a lot of debt and all of a sudden you have no cash coming in, you have to pay your principal, you have to pay your interest um, on your debt. And that does put a lot of financial strain on, com on retail companies in particular. Not only do retailers have to get out of debt, they have to manage to stay afloat. And that calls for a different way of thinking. For the retailers that have been able to invest in technology and that have been able to engage their associates and their customers, um, I do think that this is a moment um, where there's going to be a separation. And if you have the ability to pivot and think innovatively about what you're going to be doing in retail, brick and mortar will still have a place to, to, to be for all of us. I think that the big thing, let's say last November, October, Maybe 15% of the U.S. population knew what Bopus stood for, buy and store pickup, buy online pickup at store, and all of a sudden, the increase. I, I think awareness is about 80% now, and the idea of curbside pickup. But going back to Lizanne's earlier point, it's can the retailer have the technology and the capability in place to be able to execute that well? Because if you say you have it and you can't execute it, you're going to have a lot of disappointed customers. Beyond online shopping and curbside pickup, how much more can technology do for the retail industry? 
Gui Yang Xiang is an associate professor of marketing at Whitman, and he's been doing research on what could be the future of retail. So, what marketers are starting to do now is to apply the virtual reality technology, where you can just virtually try on products online. Virtual showrooms. They have model photos on one side, and then on the other side, you can try clothes on on your own, you know, avatar. Professor Xiang's research has shown that virtual fitting rooms significantly increase sales, but there is risk involved. It cannot help increase sales when traditional promotional photos are also made available. So basically, means you should not use both model photos and virtual fitting room at the same time, but you should completely replace the traditional promotional photos with virtual fitting room. Goodbye, mannequins, and hello, personal avatars. Virtual fitting rooms might be the development we're seeing now, but retailers are always thinking about the future, literally. Imagine driving up to your favorite store, and an employee is waiting outside with the basket of exactly what you were going to purchase. It sounds scary, but there's a company already doing it. Even the Clothing retailers are becoming like providing drive-through, like McDonald's now. <laughs> so、uh, what McDonald's has been doing is using AI、uh, based on their data about what consumers previously ordered to predict what they will order when they come to the、uh, before they come to the store. So when they're still on the way, because they have McDonald's app installed, they have their location. They knew that they would come. They will come. So.、Um, You know, so they can predict what they would order based on their behaviors. So,、um, you know, so if the other retailers can do the same thing using AI to better predict、uh, demands, you know, this can help better fulfill uh, consumer uh, needs when they actually do、uh, curbside pickup for、uh, other kinds of products as well. So, does this mean that Target will have your order handy the next time you pull up? Or the next time you're online shopping, you'll be able to try on clothes from Nordstrom without leaving your bed. No, not necessarily. It takes some time to implement such new technology. But while the COVID-19 pandemic has disrupted and threatened the industry, it is forcing retailers to think outside the box. This kind of creativity brings the exciting innovations that drive the future of retail. Thank you to Julie Niederhoff, Ray Weimer, Lizanne Kindler, and Guiyang Xiang for their time and expertise. I'm Olivia Conti. This has been Syracuse University Talks Business. I'll talk to you soon.